And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the new decade. It's 2020. And I hope everybody had a very good New Year's Eve. The New Year off to a good start for the New York Islanders, or should I say they ended the old year on a positive note. A big 4-3 win over the Washington Capitals. And as we mentioned on yesterday's show, one of those four-point games in the standings, very important that the Islanders were able to win it, and win it in regulation time, so... The Islanders now six points behind the Washington Capitals in the Metropolitan Division standings. Had they lost, they would have been 10 points back. And there really is a big difference between, you know, those two situations. Uh, Overall, Simeon Varlamov in goal for the Islanders. Braden Holtby in between the pipes for the Washington Capitals. The Islanders' scratches. For this game, Michael Dalcole and Noah Dobson, and we got underway. Islanders came out skating on the road, and that is always an encouraging sign. They had the better of the play early, and they drew the first power play. Dmitry Orlov of Washington called for hooking Matthew Barzal at 4.43, but the Islanders unable to cash in. Not a very solid effort on the power play, but then the fourth line does its job, and basically the goal credited to Casey Sezikis, he deflects home a shot from the point by Scott Mayfield, time of the goal 7-13, and I have to say, uh, also good play here by Leo Kamarov to make the play possible, Kamarov playing better as of late and the Islanders fourth line really clicking right now and that made it a one nothing hockey game in favor of the Islanders then Brock Nelson gets the Islanders up two to nothing at 10 39 a good hard wrist shot that basically beats Holtby assist to Nick Letty and Anthony Beauvillier, again, 10.39, the time of the goal, and you think, hey, Islanders looking good, but then, unfortunately, the Islanders get a little bit lazy, and they stop skating for the next few minutes of the first period, and that ended up being a problem. Islanders uh, give up a goal 14 seconds after Nelson scores And this time it's Kuznetsov who basically able to to 
get this goal. Just the Islanders gave him too much room in the Islanders zone. He was able to stick handle through and, and beat Varlamov at 10.53. Orlov with the lone assist. And suddenly it's a 2-1 game. And then at 14-17, Islanders nemesis Tom Wilson ties the game. And basically good work by Nicholas Backstrom behind the goal. He finds Wilson unguarded at the crease. And if you watch the replay of this game, the Islanders more or less standing around in their own zone while Wilson and Backstrom and the Capitals were really working hard trying to get to those loose pucks. So it's Wilson is 13th from Backstrom and the secondary assist to Alex Ovechkin. Time of the goal, 14-17, game tied 2-2. And that's how it was after 40 minutes. Islanders did have a good chance late. Kunakle. Uh, basically skated in and uh, had a good quality scoring chance, but Holtby with the glove save. The Islanders ended up with a late power play as uh, Lars Eller called for a slash at 17-18. He slashed Ross Johnston, but again, the Islanders unable to uh, cash in. That was their second power play they had at least a little bit more rhythm in this power play, but they end up 0 for 2 in that first period. Capitals outshoot the Islanders 11-7. Islanders had the better of the play early, but the Capitals come through and look much better later on in the period. Capitals continue their attack in the opening minute of the second stanza, and that's never what you want to see if you're an Islanders fan. Islanders just allowing the Capitals to have too much room in the Islanders' zone. And 44 seconds into the period, Kuznetsov scores his second goal of the game. TJ Oshie with the helper. And the Islanders trail by a 3-2 margin. And, you know, you look at that goal, guys just sort of standing around and not being responsible in their own zone, and Adam Pellick in particular didn't play, just wasn't really playing smart hockey in his own zone, and that is not what you want to see. Now, the Islanders, to their credit, bounce back quickly, and again, it's the fourth line. Casey Sezikis, his second goal of the game, eighth of the season. Matt Martin with the lone assist. Time of the goal, 4:27, and all of a sudden, we are even at three apiece in this one. And Islanders, again, you know, struggling a bit. Had trouble throughout the middle part of this second period getting the puck out of their own zone. And that is really a problem. Uh, it's been a problem recently. And again, not the way the Islanders are successful. Uh, the, the Islanders are successful when they are responsible in their own zone, but uh, just not happening in recent games uh, the same way it did earlier on in the season. They're a lot more inconsistent. Brock Nelson had a good scoring chance midway through the second period, but Holtby made a couple of pad saves. Nelson was down low and in close, but again, Holtby comes up big, but the Islanders finally do break the tie at 12:34. 34 
a good shot by Tom Cunackle, his second from Barzal and Lee, and it was a nice shot from the left circle, and that gives Cunackle, uh, uh, you know, a solid showing here. He gets the go-ahead goal, and after 40 minutes, it's three to two in, uh, excuse me, four to three in favor of the Islanders. All right, uh, we are going to step aside for a moment. We will come back and analyze the third period of this game. Plus, of course, today being Wednesday, we have our weekly farm report. And, of course, this date in Islanders history. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, so after 40 minutes, it was 4-3 Islanders, although they were being outshot by Washington by a margin of 21-18. Wanted to also mention that the Islanders killed off a penalty in the late stages of that second period. Zizekas was off for interference. He was interfering with Ovechkin. And, you know, that always sets up a difficult situation because Zizekas is one of the best penalty killers the Islanders had. So what happens? Varlamov comes up big. He makes some big saves on that power play. And that really helped the Islanders kill it off and preserve the 4-3 lead heading into the third period. little roughing uh, incident at the 7-11 mark. Garnett Hathaway of Washington and Sezekis each called for roughing at 7-11. But uh, overall, the Islanders still holding on to that one-goal lead. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom had a very good chance at a rebound early on in the period, but Varlamov manages to cover it up and keep this a one-goal game in favor of the Islanders. And Varlamov again, and I think throughout the game, but especially in this third period, he kept coming up big. A stop on Wilson uh, with about five minutes left in regulation time, and the Capitals were just putting a whole lot of pressure on the Islanders' goal, and the Islanders literally holding on almost for dear life in the third period, and Varlamov just coming up big. The shots on goal were unbelievably one-sided. Capitals pull the goaltender with uh, about two minutes left, maybe a minute 45, let's say, left in regulation, and then with a minute left, Scotty Mayfield trips T.J. Oshie, and all of a sudden, Washington has a six-on-four opportunity. Now, that is a bad penalty for Mayfield to take in that situation, uh, and, and it really does leave yourself vulnerable. But in the end, it was the Islanders holding on, and lots of thanks to Simeon Varlamov. He probably the most outstanding Islander of the game, notwithstanding Sezikis's two goals. He would have to be also up there. But 36 saves for Simeon Varlamov, but in that third period, Islanders outshot heavily, and yet they managed to hold on. And as we mentioned, a big win keeps the Islanders in second place. The Penguins also won. So right now, uh, looking at the standings, Washington, 41 games played, 59 points. The Islanders, six points behind the Caps, but three games in hand. And the Penguins, one point behind the Islanders, but the Islanders have 
a game in hand on Pittsburgh. Uh, looking at things again, statistically, Casey Sezikis with the two-goal effort. He is the only Islander with multiple points in this game. As for hits, seven of them recorded by Matt Martin to lead the way. Leo Kamarov and Adam Pellick, each with three hits apiece. And the block shot category, and I, I think the Islanders have to get some credit for that, Five block shots for Mayfield. Ryan Pulak with four block shots. Johnny Boychuk with three. So the Islanders, again, not always doing a great job in their own zone. They had some some spurts of this game where they were just kind of sleepwalking. And it looked like the Islanders were standing still and the Capitals were chasing after loose pucks. And yet, the Islanders get the job done and managed to hold on for the 4-3 victory. As far as shots on goal, Brock Nelson, Matthew Barzal lead the way with four shots each. Ice time-wise, Pulak with 23 minutes, 24 seconds of ice time to lead all players. Brock Nelson first among forwards with 21.01 of ice time. Adam Pellick, 22.09 was next among Islanders players. And you look at the shot chart here, and I always like to do that. First of all, just looking, so many more opportunities for the Washington Capitals. But still, I would say two-thirds of those chances were from outside the face-off circle, closer to the points. But the ones that came down low were the ones that were the most dangerous. And, you know, one of the three goals scored from the right circle and two from just outside the crease. And you see how that makes the Islanders a little bit more vulnerable. But Varlamov comes up big and the Islanders come up with a very big and very important victory today. Uh, the New Year's Eve afternoon matinee and uh, again, a six-point differential as opposed to a 10-point differential is a big win for the Islanders, and it has to boost their confidence. They are now off today and uh, will enjoy the new year before hosting the New Jersey Devils on Thursday or tomorrow uh, <clears throat> in, in an important divisional matchup that, you know, look, the Islanders starting to put together a few wins in back-to-back -back games, and that is always important. So Islanders, Devils, uh, Thursday at 7 o'clock, and uh, that's going to be a big one for this Islanders club. But overall, despite some defensive lapses, got to be pleased going on the roads on a weekday matinee, a New Year's Eve matinee, and beating the first place Washington Capitals. All right, if you want to join the show, if you have a question or a comment, you can email us at lockedonislanders at gmail.com. Leave your name, where you're from. We'd be happy to read your comment on the air or talk about whatever subject you want to discuss, and we will certainly credit you. Uh, you know, if, if you bring up a topic, you want us to talk about it, we'll mention your name and credit you for bringing up the subject. Uh, or, or any questions you have, any comments you have about what you hear, 
You can certainly do that. You could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles. You could f- follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYR versus NYI. That's NYR vs NYI. And of course, uh, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, please leave us a, a five star rating and a comment or two on uh, your podcatcher of choice. It certainly helps other fans, other Islander fans find the show. We've got a lot more to talk about here on this New Year's Day edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have this date in Islanders history and our weekly farm report still to come. Stay with us. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to New Year's Day, January 1st, 1992 at the old Cap Center in Landover, Maryland, Islanders and Washington Capitals. In a wild one, Capitals broke out first on the power play. Steve Thomas off for interference, and Kevin Hatcher shoots and scores his ninth goal of the year from Callie Johansson and Dale Hunter, 1-0 Washington. The Islanders come back and tie it uh, about two and a half minutes later with the Islanders on the power play. Pierre Turgeon gets his 15th, Jeff Norton and Benoit Hogue, the helpers, and the game is all even at 1-1. But then, in the closing seconds of the first period, Rich Pilon off for tripping, Randy Burridge of Washington cashes in his 15th from Callie Johansson and Kevin Hatcher, and at the end of the first period, it's 2-1 Capitals. The Capitals extend their lead 255 into the second. Nick Kiprios from Sylvain Cote and Dave Tippett, but the Islanders strike back. Mike Ridley off for cross-checking, and it's Derek King on the power play. His 21st of the year from Steve Thomas and Pierre Turgeon, and it's a 3-2 game. But then the Islanders get themselves into trouble. Islanders on the power play. Dave Tippett off for holding. But they give up a shorthanded goal. Callie Johansson, his ninth from Hatcher and Kelly Miller. And it's 4-2 to two Washington. And then the Caps begin to pull away. Nick Kiprio scores his second of the game midway through the th- second period. And then on the power play with Glenn Healy called for interference. Sylvain Cote, his eighth from Randy Burridge and Dale Hunter. And... At the end of the uh, second period, it's a 6-2 to two Washington lead. But the Islanders come out in the third period, and they get back into this game. Down 6-2, to two, here they come. Ally Afraidy called for holding late in the second period. The power play moves over to the third, and Derek King scores his second of the game from Steve Thomas and Pierre Turgeon, and it's 6-3. Then, at the 2.37 mark of the third period, it's Turgeon's turn. His 16th from Joe Rieke and Steve Thomas, and it's a 6-4 game. Then, a minute and a half later, Derek King completes his hat trick, his 23rd of the year, from Turgeon at 4.04, and it's a one-goal game as the Islanders score three goals in two minutes and 49 seconds. But... It wasn't to be on this night. Mike Ridley scores just 46 seconds after the Derek King goal to 
give the Capitals a two-goal lead again. Ridley is 15th from Kelly Miller. And then later on with Brad Delgarno in the penalty box, Ridley on the power play, his 16th from Sylvain Cote and Al Iafredi. Final score, Capitals 8, Islanders 5. The Islanders end up losing this game despite the hat trick by Derek King. Three assists for Steve Thomas and a two-goal, three-assist effort, a five-point game for Pierre Turgeon. But the Islanders, again, falling 8-5. to five. Uh, Steve Weeks gave up five goals, Glenn Healy three in this game, while Don Beaupre gets the win in a crazy one for the Capitals. Three assists for Dale Hunter, two goals for both Mike Ridley and Nick Kiprio, Sylvain Cote, Kevin Hatcher, also, and Callie Johansson also with three-point days. So despite the five-point effort from Turgeon and the hat trick by Derek King, the Islanders fall to the Capitals 8-5 to five on this date in Islanders history, January 1st, 1992. All right, time for our farm report. We're going to update you on all things Bridgeport. They have been busy. Uh, last weekend, Friday night, they take on the Rangers Farm Club, the Hartford Wolf Pack. That is a home game, and the Sound Tigers come away with a 5-1 win. Jared Corot, 30 saves. Andrew Ladd, two goals, and Kiefer Bellows, with a goal, his fifth straight home game, scoring a goal. Bellow's been red hot. Otto Koivula, three assists for the Sound Tigers as they come away with a 5-1 win. Then they host on Saturday night the Springfield Thunderbirds, and they fall in a 4-3 overtime loss. All three goals by Kiefer Bellows, his first professional hat trick, and Bellows now after this one, had nine goals in his last eight games and 12 goals in his last 13. We talked about him yesterday, how he might be able to help this Islanders team because he is playing so well. Unfortunately, Ethan Prow, 25 seconds into overtime, ends up with the game-winning goal. This game was really back and forth, each team taking turns being dominant. In the second period, the Sound Tigers were outshot 16-3, to but they managed to come back in the third period and outshoot the Thunderbirds 25 to 7. Also, Joshua Hosang had an assist in this game. He now had, at this point, three assists in his first three games since returning and reporting to the Sound Tigers. Now, yesterday, New Year's Eve, uh, again, a matinee for the Sound Tigers. They were in Hartford to take on the Wolfpack. Second time in three games these teams are meeting, and it's the first part of a season-long five-game road trip for Bridgeport. They end up falling to Hartford 3-2. to two. The goal scored by Koivula and Ladd. Uh, all three goals coming by Hartford in the first period, including two by Matt Bolesky. So a 1-1-1 one, one, one week for the uh, Sound Tigers, and they have plenty more games scheduled. Three games this weekend as they continue uh, the five-game road trip. First Friday at 7.05 p.m., they will be in Binghamton to take on the Binghamton Devils. 
The following date, Saturday, January 4th, they're in Hershey to take on the Bears at 7 o'clock. And then a Sunday afternoon matinee in Hershey uh, against the Bears. That's a 3 o'clock start uh, to close out a three-game weekend for the Sound Tigers. And, you know, we talked earlier in the season when we were doing our farm reports about how this team would do better when they got healthy. And you're seeing now, uh, after a very slow start, when a lot of players that Bridgeport would rely on were either up on the Islanders or injured, you know, for the Sound Tigers, you know, they struggled. But now Bridgeport really playing a lot more competitive hockey. And it really is showing in the standings right now. No, you know, they're not at the top of the table, but they're certainly moving up uh, 31 points through 35 games, 17, 13, 17, 4, and 1 uh, right now. Uh, good for 7th place in the Atlantic Division, but the arrow definitely pointing up, and they are playing a lot better hockey as of late. All right, that's going to do it for us. Want to, again, wish everybody a happy and healthy new year, hoping that 2020 is a a special year for everybody, and want to thank you all for listening, and uh, as always, thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the Islanders' home game against the Devils and a whole lot more. So make sure you join us for that. And thanks for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.